BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. This is Hardwood Handicappers, VEASAN's premier NBA betting podcast. Good morning, folks, and welcome in. It is Hardwood Handicappers here on Friday, January 26th. Zach Cohen is alongside, looking spiffy in the white hoodie. Uh, I am here in a uh, black polo and a San Francisco Giants hat. I say these things because I want to paint a picture, set the scene, right? You know, it's it's an audio medium, and so we've got to paint pictures with our words. And also... We got an edict that maybe we got to record more video. So, you know what? We got to look a little bit nicer. Zach, how was the night, buddy? What's going on? It was good. I mean, I had a really good night in the Australian Open. I watched that Kings-Warriors game, which was awesome. It was actually a really, really good night of sports. So, I I had a good night. I'm glad you brought that up because I was going to bring it up, too. As I have mentioned many times for anybody listening, uh, vcin.com, by the way, if you use the promo code LIVE, if you're not an annual subscriber, you get 10% off. How about that? L-I-V-E. Um that's a personal code that I use for the weekends. <laughs> Zach writes up a lot of sports, uh, including the uh, the tennis. Uh, the Australian Open, though, is uh, currently underway and uh, at its uh, finals, correct? And you wrote up an article before it began uh, touting two guys to win, at least in terms of futures wagers, and both just happened to be in the Australian Open finals, correct? Yep. Yeah, I got I got both of them, Medvedev and Sinner. So, you know, if you followed that advice, you're either going to go, you know, Plus six fifty or plus four fifty, which is a really good situation. Don't even have to hedge in the final. So yeah, I was gonna say, situation. don't you have to watch? Yeah, don't just, have to just, watch. Just, just let it happen, and then just uh, <laughs> sit back and check your account after the matchup is all done. So uh, great job by you. Coverage again at bevisan.com. and that's good. Is that going to be for every little tournament or just the majors, or how is tennis coverage going to go for you? Um, not every little tournament. There's like five hundred level tournaments, a thousand yeah. level tournaments. So I'll probably do every five hundred and up. So okay. I think that the next one of those will probably be in a few weeks. All right, cool. All right, looking forward to that. So again, vcin.com, and you can click on the writer little um, tags. You can click on our author tags, and it'll take you everything we write up on the web, uh, new website at vsin.com. All right, really quickly before we get into the card today, uh, it's okay. It's uh, somewhat short, not a lot of uh, depth to it. Uh, we like to look back at thing that, uh, things that happened the night before 
And uh, I wanted to go to a game that I think we were all watching, considering we all had some action on it, which was Sacramento on the road against Golden State. 134 to 133, the final score. Uh, Warriors kind of blow it at the end. They take the lead in the last minute, but then give up a wide-open dunk to Damontis Sabonis on a nifty little out-of-timeout play that gives the Kings the lead that they never look back from. They can't, the Warriors, get a look, get a shot off on the final possession and end up losing on their home floor. Zach, this is the side that you had. And I got to say, like, as we kind of move forward, because I, I I have played the Golden State Warriors. You would play the Sacramento Kings. And I listened to the podcast, and we obviously disagreed because we were head-to-head. And I will say that I do think that the Golden State Warriors are starting to get, like, a little bit better. But here's the thing I kept thinking to myself after watching yesterday, and you tell me if I'm wrong or not. And this is this might get shaky considering what your front court is already, so maybe you start to go a little bit smaller. At some point, Jonathan Kaminga's got to start, right? Like, Watching that yesterday and the tear that he has been on over these last couple of weeks, Kaminga yesterday, 31 points in 30 minutes off the bench, 12 and 19 from the floor. He had three rebounds to go along with three assists. His um, his last couple of games here, for those who have not been aware, he has now scored at least 20 points in five consecutive games. He has shot over 50% in all five of those games. He has been wildly effective. His minutes are starting to go up. It kind of coincides with the weird report that he was kind of tired of his role. But like when I watch this team, I see a ton of potential and I see the potential bloom when guys like Kaminga are on the floor, Zach. And like, like I said, like, I think you take Wiggins out of the equation, but then that gives you a front court of Kaminga, Draymond, and and Looney, which is not like the best shooting front court in the world. Like Kaminga can hit corner threes, but he's not going to be the greatest shooter. But I feel like there's something there. Kaminga has clearly shown a connection with Curry and some really good play. I, I feel like this is the the route they have to take at some point. Yeah, I agree. I think that there's like a youthful exuberance he has, just the energy he brings to the game. Like you always kind of see him coming away with a big steal and then dunking it on the other end, gets the crowd crazy. Like for for an old team, that type of thing is important. So I actually, I agree with you. I think Kaminga should be playing more. I kind of wonder, you know, if, if when Paul comes back, whenever that is, you know, the best lineup is kind of something with, you know, Curry, Clay, either Paul or Pajemski, and then Kaminga and Draymond, a small ball lineup like that. I, I think that might be the best way they can go. Uh, it's tough. I mean, it's it's a team that I still think – I still watch them, and I think they should be a lot better than they are. Yep. And I think that late – I was really surprised they lost last night once they got that lead. It's almost shocking that they, the Kings were able to get that dunk off like after the way the, the Warriors kind of put the clamps on at the end of the game and stole the momentum. But, yeah, I guess that's just the way the Warriors' season has gone. Yep. So uh, I, I went a little oniony and I tried to get a money line play out of it. If you took the points of Golden State, you ended up covering that number. You took the money line, so – I think it was Kelly on the money line too. Was Sacramento? Yeah, we were both talking about how like we we were a little nervous about the two. So yep. yeah, yeah, it came down to it. And like the, I do think that there's a reality in which that number was wrong. Like you should probably just throw up like a one and a half, two and a half with those two because mm-hmm. it's a pick on neutral. Like give them, uh, give them home court and whatever. Uh, but having said that, the Warriors after a, a big win over Atlanta lose to Sacramento, and now as you move forward for Golden State, it's an interesting stretch here because you get the Los Angeles Lakers coming up. Um, after two days, you'll host the Philadelphia 76ers. And have they announced yet? I haven't seen the announcement of when these postponements are going to be rescheduled, correct? I have not seen any news on that yet. Okay. All right. So we'll see if that's going to be the case. But it's that that's going to compact the schedule at some point. But uh, have a pretty tough stretch with the Lakers, 76ers, and then a road trip out to the East Coast, Memphis, Atlanta, Brooklyn, Philadelphia, and Indiana. So that was pretty fascinating. And I also thought worth mentioning in passing really quickly, uh, I got to tell you, Number-wise, I feel great about one of my futures, but in terms of recent play, uh, I don't. 
what is going on with the Minnesota Timberwolves? Yesterday, like, again, you open up a double-digit lead late in that game. You blow it. You need to hold on for everything that is dear to end up beating the lowly Brooklyn Nets 96-94. to Your offense completely stinks. You only have 15 points in the fourth quarter against one of the worst defenses in the NBA. This is part of a stretch now for Minnesota in which they blew a lead, a late lead to the Thunder. They blew a game to the Charlotte Hornets. All right, they ended up winning and beating and covering, depending on what the number you got was against Washington. And then you get this performance here against the Nets, Zach. Like, I I don't really love what I'm seeing from Minnesota here. And it is somewhat worrisome when you're talking about the rest of the Western Conference and the way this thing is shaking out because the teams below them all look incredible. Oklahoma City, Denver's to you. You called it yesterday. You know, end of a five-game trip, whatever. Uh, but they're still playing very good basketball. The Clippers, as we know, play very well. The Suns, as we know, playing very well. You know, every team, two through five, looks way better than Minnesota does at this point right now. Yeah, I think we spoke about it the other day, or if it was just a me and Kelly show, I'm not sure. I think that they really need to add another offensive weapon off the bench. Like, I do think that they should be going hard for a Jordan Clarkson type or, you know, maybe even Colin Sexton, whatever, one of those jazz guys. I think they really need somebody that can really score the basketball, and that's kind of their main focus. I know that, you know, the defense is really good and it's been, it's been good all season, even in some of these losses, but I do think that they're missing a little something offensively, especially in the backcourt. I think they're covered, you know, with Edwards on the wing, they have towns to space the floor, but I do think that when you have Mike Conley as your point guard, you kind of know what you're getting on a night to night basis. I think you could use a little, you know, offensive creation, somebody that can get downhill and attack the basket and, you know, make some pull up threes. Yeah. It hasn't gone particularly well. And, you know, this uh, inconsistent stretch, at least when it comes to, you know, the number, and this has been kind of the thing, right? They, they really got their power rating ratcheted up pretty early. You know, we talked about this when we were on that stretch talking about OKC, how the market was oddly stubborn when it came to adjusting Oklahoma City, but the, the, the market really ratcheted up Minnesota's power rating somewhat quickly. But if you look over about the last, uh, we'll call it, uh, what do we got here for Minnesota? I'm looking this up really quickly. Uh, 20 games. We're talking about a team that is failing to cover on average by about 1.8 points per game. So, Power rating is a little too high here for Minnesota at this point right now and just not playing particularly good basketball. Yeah. Uh, all right, anything else from last night? Anything? I mean, we should sh- throw like some love on the Knicks. I mean, it was a sure. game that I thought that they would win because of the spot, but I do think that they've just been playing some really good basketball, and I kind of think you know, they are a piece away from being one of those teams in the top four of the East where you know they could really beat anyone in a playoff series. I think I would like to see them get – somewhat aggressive with that move. I've seen them link to names like Alec Burks and things like that. I would like to see them go get like a Brogdon or someone, or, you know, I I would like to see them get Levine. I know it kind of costs more and kind of messes up with their cap sheet, but I think, you know, they're, they're a really good scorer away from being a great team, especially if they're getting Mitchell Robinson back, which seems like the case that at some point towards the end of the year, they will have him back. I mean, you've done what you can right now to make this a better team. I don't think that their core is that young, so I don't see the you know hesitancy to go out and go get someone. I think that they should go make a move. They're they're a team that can win any series. Eleven and two straight up, ten and three against the spread, and covering on average by nine point three points per game since the beginning of January. So essentially, since the trade of OG yeah. and Anobi, or excuse me, of Emmanuel quickly and and um, I don't know. Oh, RJ Barrett. Wow, that yeah. was a really big brain fart <laughs> <laughs> for OG for OG and Anobi. Uh, all right. Well, speaking of Toronto, we'll see them in action later today. Not a true friendship play, but uh, like a half friendship play on that one coming up a little bit later. So let's take our first break. We come back. We begin with, uh, I guess, a rivalry game between the Dallas Mavericks and the Atlanta Hawks. 
BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features, like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back, enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. All right, apparently this is a rivalry. That's what Rivalry Week tells us. Uh, Mavericks and Hawks, Dallas opens up as about a one-and-a-half, two-point favorite, total of 244-and-a-half. We are sitting at that exact number right now, Zach, and mainly because we still have some injury questions across the board. But the biggest one, of course, is Kyrie Irving, who is questionable to play with a right thumb sprain. We know that Trey Young is questionable. Now, I would assume the upgrade to questionable, uh, we know that he's going to play considering he's been out with this concussion. Clint Capella is questionable as well. A lot of big names, a lot of questionables, and a lot of unknowns, which for me made this pretty easy to scratch off. Yeah, I scratched it off. I mean, I was tempted to go with Dallas because I saw a trend Same. that I saw a trend here. Atlanta 0-10 against the spread against teams that make 14 or more threes per game have lost those those games by an average of 12 points per game. So yeah. if you're playing a team that can shoot the ball and you don't defend the three-point line very well, yeah, it's probably really hard to win games. So I do have a, a you know, lean on the Mavericks. If you are looking to play something and want something from this podcast, I'd say to go with Dallas, but I didn't play anything personally. And look, frankly, like as we kind of learned, and you, know, you and I both took a lump of sorts during this West Coast trip for the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, you bet them in that Golden State game. I bet them in that Sacramento game. This team stinks. Like I think it's just at this point right now, there there is no, hey, they're better in the minutes without Trey Young or all this kind of stuff. This team stinks. They are now, what are they now on the season? 11 and 33 against the spread. They have covered just a quarter of their games. The market perception of them is still too high, which is incredible because if you look at the last two games of this road trip on the West Coast, and actually we'll go to the last four, uh, their last four games at Miami, they were catching seven. Uh, versus Cleveland, they were catching two and a half. At Sacramento, they were catching uh, eight and a half. At Golden State, they were catching six. They failed to cover three of those games. 
um this team just sucks man <laughs> like yeah. I, I just hate to say it but like <laughs> the team just sucks and like they're not they're not as good as even the market has these thoughts like you and i do every once in a while which is like no we kind of see it right you see the bright side every once in a while nope they stink yeah six and 18 against the spread against teams with winning records too i mean i yep. think i think it's the type of team that like if they were to get a few spare parts, like usable role players in the Murray trade, maybe they kind of figure it out around Trey Young and like win some games the rest of the season. But yeah, it's a really bad team right now. I kind of look back on that Trey Young Eastern Conference Finals run and like it makes me respect him a lot more because that team was somehow even worse in terms of talent than this one. And it's just crazy that he dragged them there. Yes. And we've talked about it before, but also, as we know, uh, that fooled the team into thinking their window was a lot more wide open than it really was. So yep. it was a good run, took advantage of some stuff, but ultimately um, you're in a pretty tough position now because this looks like a team that should sell pretty much everything. And I think they will mm-hmm. at some point, which is actually going to be ironic because I think they're going to finally start to sell and then they actually become a bettable team because then the market expectations will crash to meet where they are. You know what I'm, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then maybe yeah. they're going to start to be worth betting. <laughs> That's what I meant with the Murray thing is because like they're going to go get some guys that other teams don't want, but that fit around young better too. Yep. It's not going to be like someone that else that needs the basketball. It's going to be like off ball players that are afterthoughts. It's going to make them better. And we're going to start betting them and winning them. Yep. I, I feel it. <laughs> better dude. I'm tired of <laughs> tired of losing out to this thing. Uh, all right. Next up, Houston Rockets on the road against the Charlotte Hornets uh, rocket opener, five and a half with a total of two twenty six and a half. and a half. We are now down to two twenty three and a half. For the total, in terms of injury reports for this, uh, for the Charlotte Hornets, as we know, no Gordon Hayward, uh, still no Kyle Lowry, not with the team. Doesn't look like he's probably, is he going to play? He's probably not going to play, right? I mean, I would assume he's not going to don a Charlotte Hornets uniform because they want to flip him. Yeah, I would be shocked if he played. I mean, I don't think they're going to even be able to trade him. I think they're going to they're end up having to buy him out, but I don't know. Yeah. All right. So with that. Uh, you have anything here in the market, clearly betting this thing down. I think it makes some sense with Dylan Brooks back now on the floor for Houston. Uh, their defensive upside is, is a lot higher. Uh, they have a lot of good defensive personnel. Charlotte, as we know, has been very inconsistent with its offense, covered consecutive games, but that snap day, I think it was like an 0-8 or 0-7-1 ATS run that they were on. So not a team that I think I'm running the back, even in a situation where you're catching five and a half against a team that hasn't been good, as good on the road as Houston has been. Yeah, I have nothing here. I mean, I'd say the Rockets are probably more likely to cover. I also think that, you know, this is a game that would be more likely to go under than over just because I do think the Rockets are getting some of that defensive personnel back, like you just said. And I do think the Hornets, you know, for a bad team, it's not like a bad team that scores a lot and scores efficiently. It's just a bad team overall. And they play, you know, they don't play necessarily fast, even with LaMelo Ball. So I do think it's a game that should be low scoring. Houston three and thirteen uh, against the spread, five and eleven straight up in their last sixteen games, failing to cover on average by four point two points per game. But as you mentioned, Dylan Brooks out for a vast majority of those contests, so with him back out there, would assume some better play for the Houston Rockets. All right, I'm I'm in on this one. Phoenix Suns on the road against the Indiana Pacers. We're looking at four and a half uh, across the board. A couple of five starting to appear with a total of two forty three and a half. Um, Zach, you are our Suns whisperer, but I have been rising with the Sun. It seems like almost every single game, and I'm doing it again here. Uh, less than favorable spot for Indiana. Talk about the uh, sixth game in nine days. No rest today for the Indiana Pacers. Uh, of course, as we know, 120.7 non-garbage time defensive rating for Indiana. I, I look at this roster. I don't think there's a single person defensively that is matching up with any of the three that they have here uh, for Phoenix. You could put Pascal Siakam on Kevin Durant. He matches up physically there. But I don't know who's chasing around Bradley Beal and Devin Booker. Uh, um, Mo. Um, 
wow, why am I thinking of his name? Works for the Athletic. Modekiel wrote up a great piece on the Athletic about you know the Suns and how they're figuring out their rotations. And when you watch them play, Beal exits pretty early. Booker plays a whole first quarter. Durant, like they figured it out so that there was going to be one of those guys on the floor every single time, as long as they're going to be healthy. Their offense is great. I flirted with playing the team total here, but I thought the situation was negative enough for Indiana that coming in and laying the number was going to be worth it. Yeah, the only thing I was worried about here is the injury report's not out yet, and I do think that Halliburton's probably expected to come back soon. So if he's out there tonight, I'd say it's less likely the Suns cover. I'd more likely take the Suns at a bigger number knowing Halliburton's out. Um, but yeah, like you said, like the Suns are starting to figure it out. There's clearly like a different hunger with this team lately. They're, they look feisty on the court. I think that you know some of these role players that they signed over the course of the summer that looked terrible to start the season, the fit is starting to make sense now that the big three is out there, especially a guy like Drew Eubanks, who's playing really well off the bench now. So, yeah, like you said, I think this is a team that's really finding itself right now. It's, I, it's hard to see how Indiana is going to cover them. So I have no problem with you guys laying the points. I probably will jump on Phoenix. I'm just – I would like to see Halliburton ruled out. Yep. Two things. One, uh, he is ruled out actually. So okay. the, the report was when he was initially kicked off, kicked off, uh, when he was initially reported, he was going to miss time. It was the next three games. This is the last of those three games. Okay. So unless they pull some shenanigans, it, the team announced that he would miss this game three days ago. So you would assume that that is going to be the case. So that's the first thing. Uh, the second thing is, and I'm glad you brought this up. That's right. Me and Kelly uh, on the same side after butting heads the other day. Kelly in on the Phoenix Suns minus four and a half here in this matchup against the Indiana Pacers. So maybe that's that's the case. It, I'm I'm gonna lock in Suns minus four and a half as a yeah! su- super friendship play. Yeah, I, there it is. I was nervous about that no injury su- submitted uh, on the website. So. Yeah, it's good to know that Halliburton's out. I do think that this is going to be a game the Suns win pretty easily, then. If the Pacers burn me here. But no, he's expected to be reevaluated tomorrow. So okay, we know yeah, that he gets, then so he's, he'll be back. So he'll they be rushed back. rushed him back last time, too. I think that's the other thing, too, right? Like, clearly they rushed him back. He played one game, they lost, and then he missed this, actually this Suns game in Phoenix. And I wrote about that today, too, because I think a lot of people were like, well, they barely covered the in at home. Yeah, but that was the inverse, right? Like, that was their third game in four nights, second leg of a back-to-back for Phoenix. Now it's the other way around here. Six game in nine days, all that kind of stuff. So negative scheduling yep. spot for the uh, the Indiana Pacers. All right, let's uh, wrap on this one, and then we will get to the rest of the card. Los Angeles Clippers on the road against the Toronto Raptors. Clippers up to an eight-point favorite after opening seven and a half. Total up to 235 and a half after opening 233 and a half. You and I both have plays here, but I will let you go first as you are on a side. Yeah, I grabbed the Raptors plus eight. I'd play that down to seven and a half or seven if you need to. I just think this is going to be a tough game for the Clippers to get up for. It's not like a bad rest spot or anything, but they are playing the Celtics tomorrow night. And I do mm-hmm. think that's going to be the game. that wiped the floor with them in L.A. without Ka- Kawhi Leonard. Exactly. It's going to be a game that they're really going to be thinking about. I wrote it in my story. It's a potential NBA Finals you know, preview. Uh, I just think that it's going to be hard for them to get up for a game against the Raptors. It's already, you know, a tough place to play in Toronto. We also saw the Raptors kind of keep things close against the Clippers a few weeks ago, lost by six in LA. I think that they'll show, you know, a little more effort in Toronto too. And I think that, you know, uh, Zubac being out is pretty big because the Raptors are not going to have Jakob Pertl, who, you know, that's a big loss for them, even though it kind of goes under the radar, but it kind of cancels each other out. I know that Toronto uh, looks like they'll be without Emmanuel quickly for a little, but, I don't know, like Dennis Schroeder is probably instantly one of the better backup point guards in the league and a guy that I trust completely to run the offense. And I also think 
possibly even makes them a better defensive team. So I actually think it'll be a good defensive effort, which I know ties into your play. Yep, uh, I would agree with all those sentiments. Uh, and so I bet under 235 and a half here. I think this is actually playable down to about 234, uh, even under the opening number 233 and a half if you want to get crazy. But you should be able to get under this thing right now. Um, and everything that you just said, I also think, so there's twofold, right? Quickly not being out there slows them down because quickly like likes to run. You look at the numbers according to cleaning the glass, their rate of transition off of live rebounds increases when quickly is out there and it drops when Dennis Schroeder is out there. Dennis Schroeder likes to play a little bit more half court oriented. He leads the offense. It's a little bit more meticulous and the Clippers come into this 26th in terms of pace. So they're going to be more than willing to kind of be like, all right, cool. Let's like, like let's walk this up. We got a game tomorrow. We're not going to try to get up and down the floor here with quickly not out there to lead the pace. And I also think you brought this up i think purtle not being out there actually slows it down too only because purtle is a good rebounder so a good rebound a good outlet pass to start transition like he's actually good at those things and without him out there to really win the opportunities and cut into the second chance opportunities because he's a good offensive rebounder i think all of these things lead to this game getting slower and of course uh, a better defensive effort and just a lower scoring game so i bet this under 235 and a half i wrote about it i don't think this is the case for what you pointed out I think there's a, a a multiverse in which the Clippers push this game over the total on their own because they're good enough on offense. However, given the situation that they do have this game tomorrow in Boston and that the pace is going to be slower, I don't expect that to be the case. So under 235 and a half in that one. Yep, I like it. Man, I can't wait. Tomorrow, like you said, got the popcorn ready. Four o'clock, LA and Boston. Funny. It's going to... I might fly down. Go watch the game. Uh, <laughs> all right. We'll take our break here. We got four games left on the card. I've got one more bet. I know Zach's got some more as well, so don't go anywhere. It's a podcast. You know you're not going anywhere. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features, like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back, enjoy the wide open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places.
Orlando on the road against Memphis. Uh, we're up to six with a total of 212 and a half. Um, so I don't think, did you have anything here? I didn't. I think Kelly did. Yeah, he did. So I, I know that Kelly laid it with the, the Orlando Magic. Hold on, let me double check. Yep, laid five with the Orlando Magic, one of the only two plays that he's got. And I'll say this. So it's not going to be a full-on battle because I'm not going to bet this. But And, and man, I'm kicking myself. There That day, it was Wednesday, when I had, like, a bunch of different plays. Man, I was I had nailed them all, but I only bet two of them. And Memphis yeah. was one of them. And, and and I do think that there's something here where I get it. Orlando's getting healthier. And this version of that team, right, is much better than when we saw that swoon from, like, December to January. But, like, I, man, I don't know, man. I watched this, this uh, Grizzlies team, Zach, like – they're an above-average defensive team. We know that now. They're 14th, 13th, hovering around there, non-garbage time defensive efficiency. They have good defensive personnel. This Magic team is not like, you know, a world beer when it comes to offense. And I see, again, you know, laying six on the road in a game which is a total of 212 and a half. I'm very tempted to come in here and back the underdog. Yeah, and I actually, I ripped the Grizzlies, you know, for their bad draft picks a few weeks ago when we did this one, you know, all the injuries hit them again. But, you know, they've actually found a diamond in the rough again with Vince Williams Jr. And they they signed him to a pretty nice extension. He might have really one at Gigi Jackson too, actually. Yeah, I think so. I think so. So they actually are finding talent. So I don't think the future is as bleak as I thought it was originally. But yeah, I agree with you. It's been a competitive team. And I also, by the way, talked myself out of the under that night and I was really yep. mad about it. So yep. I just trust my instincts more. But in that game, yeah, you you limit the uh, you limit the Miami Heat to zero point ninety points per possession in that game. Uh, right now, they come into this, they have one and covered each of their last two. That was at Toronto as a, a seven point underdog. It was at Miami as an eleven point underdog, winning both of those games outright. You zoom out actually a little bit, Zach, and you're talking about a team that is six and four against the spread in their last ten games. So like we've gotten to a point now with Memphis where maybe we're a little too low uh, on yeah. this team, and and that started to transpire when it comes to the number. So again, a very big temptation, but uh, since Kelly wiped the floor with me when we last went head to head and uh, actually the last two times we've gone head to head with Kelly yesterday and the time before that, although yesterday I think it, you know, my warriors were competitive. My warriors were competitive. <laughs> um, I don't want to do it again. So we all could have won. won. We all could have won. Yeah, I know. I should have taken the points. We all could have <laughs> no, won. Just... How about that? How about that? Uh, I should have known that would have landed on one. I should have <laughs> yeah. known. Yep. Uh, all right, next up, Oklahoma City on the road against New Orleans Pelicans. Uh, this one opened up about two and a half with a total of 239 and a half. Total ranges from 239 and a half to 240 and a half, depending on where you shop. Numbers down to one. And this is a line move that I agree with, but I wasn't like full-throatedly endorsing it or and or bet it. But again, I've been using two and a half for home court, right? This has kind of just been like that that number that we've kind of seen be worth home court this year. And if that's the case, obviously two and a half would tell you that New Orleans and Oklahoma City are equals on a neutral. And I just don't believe that to be the case, especially when you look at the fact that uh, the injury report pretty clean here for the Oklahoma City Thunder. Same with the, the New Orleans Pelicans. I just thought from a pure number standpoint, there was value in this, but not so much. Like I made this just under one in favor of New Orleans. So like, it's not like I thought it was crazy and the market moved pretty quickly to price me out of this, but I had this essentially a pick. Yeah, yeah, I had a slight lean on the Thunder money line because they were yep. getting plus money odds at one point. Um, I'm not taking anything in this game, but I am looking forward to watching it. I think it's going to be the best game of the night. So I'm looking forward to seeing this. I think these are two really good teams, both teams that I could see you know, winning a round or two in the playoffs, even though some people might not expect it. So, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to this. There's actually there's a sneaky good one later tonight, too, that you've got something in. But, well, it's for the sickos of the NBA world, I think. Uh, all right, next up, Cleveland Cavaliers and Milwaukee Bucks. 
Five and a half is now the current number, total 237 and a half. This actually opened seven at some spots uh, on the overnights. So now we're down about a point and a half. And you look at the injury reports, the injury that is worth noting is Giannis Antetokounmpo is probable. And as I always say, if Giannis is probable, he's kind of like a soft questionable. So always just like keep that in mind with the Milwaukee Bucks. And I might get burned here again, but Zach, this is uh, again, one of those I call a bet on principle. I understand that these two teams just played the other night. I understand the thought of the baseball series going one way and then the opposite direction when the rematch happens. I I get all of that thought. Having said that, if I thought that there was value on six and a half with Milwaukee the other night, there's value on five and a half with Milwaukee today, regardless of the situation. They've had a day off. The new coaching search maybe, or the, excuse me, the new coaching staff maybe has helped out a little bit here. It's a good defensive effort. 111.5, I think, was the offensive rating for Cleveland in that first game. I, I just think that, and we've seen this, and Matt Moore at the Action Network pointed this out to me, and I have to get the exact number. I'll have it for our next episode. But in these baseball series, you know, the non-divisional games have gone that way where it's a split, right, ATS-wise. But in the divisional rematches in these baseball series, the winner tends to actually repeat its performance in terms of the outcome. So uh, I laid five and a half here with Milwaukee Bucks. Again, just a value play. I thought there was value at six and a half. I think there's value at five and a half, and I'll take the risk. Yeah, I I actually have a small play on the Cavs. I mean, nothing huge. I just kind of thought. (laughs) Yeah, I actually just thought that, like, with the way the Bucks covered the other night, you know, dropping the line a little bit is going to make people more likely to jump on the Milwaukee side. So I felt like – Cleveland's actually the little sharper side here. I also kind of thought that the Cavs have been blistering hot from three (laughs) lately. And I thought that they shot, you know, not great in that last matchup. I I would expect them to shoot a little bit better against the Bucs defense that I still don't trust. I mean, I know the coaching staff is going to change some things, but I'd still say that there'll be good opportunities for the Cavaliers to shoot the basketball in this game. Yep. Can't wait to watch it, but it's not the game that I was referring to, actually. Um, The low-key sexy matchup of the evening in which you get two teams that are, dare I say, playing some pretty damn good basketball at this point right now, Zach. The Portland Trailblazers have covered four out of the last five games. Amongst those wins and covers includes a near-outright win, a fraudulent loss, if you will, on the road against the Oklahoma City Thunder. And the San Antonio Spurs, since the beginning of January, have been one of the best cover teams in the NBA. Sneaky, sexy game in San Antonio. Spurs land three and a half, totals 229 and a half. It opened two and a half. I can understand the line move. I think if you're rating these teams on a neutral to say San Antonio is about a point better, makes some sense. Um, I didn't have anything here. I definitely want to watch this game tonight, though. And I know you've got a player prop here. Yeah, I actually have a side, too. I played the Spurs minus two and a half, and then I also played Wembenyama over two and a half blocks. I just think that the Blazers, they're missing some firepower at guard. Sharp is out. Uh, Brogdon is questionable with a knee injury. I think even if he goes and he's a little banged up or slowed down, I think that that's where you really need to exploit the Spurs. I think that they're really weak in the backcourt, but I don't think that the Blazers are going to be able to do it. So I think that this is a game where San Antonio surprisingly has an edge in talent. They have home court advantage. They have a better coach. I think that that's a good price to pay, minus two and a half. And pretty much you win the game outright, you're probably going to cover, although we saw last night that's not always true. But at the same time, uh, with Wembenyama, two and a half blocks, I thought that was a pretty low number against this Blazers team. They're being blocked more than anyone in the league, but two teams. So they do get swatted quite frequently. And I do think that they take a decent amount of shots at the rim as well. So I think they're going to be testing Wemby in this game. And I, and I think he's going to block some shots. I like the over two and a half. You have to lay a little bit of juice on it. I was looking into alternates and couldn't find it. But I do think this is a potentially a game where Wemby has like four or five blocks. 33.8% 
uh, of their shots come within four feet of the basket. So that's uh, that's good for 13th in the NBA. Yep. So well above average in terms of the amount of shots within four feet of the basket for Portland. Uh, all right. That's it. Simple enough. Best bet recap. What do you got? You go first. I need to pull okay. it up. <laughs> uh, you got it. Now let me pull mine up. All right. For me, Suns minus four and a half. I have that thing playable uh, up to five and a half. Clippers, Raptors under 235 and a half. I think that's playable down to 234. And Bucks minus five and a half over the Cleveland Cavaliers in an unfortunate battle. Yeah. With one Zach Cohen. What do you got? All, all of a sudden, I have a big card. I have Raptors plus eight. Yep. Spurs minus two and a half, Wemby over two and a half blocks, Cavs plus six, and I'm throwing on the Suns minus four and a half. There we go. Part of the friendship play with all three of us, Kelly on Suns minus four and a half and the Magic minus five. Sorry, I had to think about that for a second. I got I zoned out. Uh, all right. So uh, with that, we're done. Simple, sweet, to the point, easy episode today. Please like, rate, review, subscribe as we always ask uh, you to do. Uh, we will be back. What's today? Friday. So we'll be back on Monday. Look for the write-ups up at the website at vcin.com as well throughout the weekend because that's been a daily thing now for the both of us, essentially. Yeah. So you get two NBA Best Bet articles every day, which is absolutely fantastic. My wife loves that I work like this every day <laughs> so I can just leave her alone and just sit in my office and, and to- toil away. Uh, but please, like, too. rate, review, subscribe. What's that? That's exactly what I do. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, like, rate. Review and subscribe. Downloads are appreciated and reviews are really appreciated as well so we can get some feedback. An important time for us. And we will talk to you on Monday here on Hardwood Handicappers. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome.